Hello, everybody, and we're delighted you can join another Investec Consumer Team podcast. I'm Nicola Mallard, a Consumer Staples Analyst, and with me, I have our top-ranked retail team, Kate Calvert. Hello there. And Ben Hunt. Hi there. Today, we're focusing on the UK retail sector, what has happened through lockdown, and the challenges ahead over the next 18 months as the bulk of the non-food retail sector will reopen from June the 15th. So, Kate, let's start with the current state of the industry before looking at how retailers will have to adapt. Sure, Nicola. The challenge of the lockdown of the last three months has been immense for the sector. Um, Many retailers have literally seen their business disappear overnight. Some retailers were fortunate. Some were recognised as essential retailers and able to trade through the lockdown. And some operated in those sought after categories such as home, work, fitness um, and anything kids related, with demand holding up relatively well. The majority of the retailers have had to become purely online retailers overnight, which you know, has only partially um, mitigated the lost store sales and consequently have seen profits collapse. Even those who have seen sales increase have made no money out of the increased demand. The cost of PPE, paying staff a bonus and implementing social distancing has been huge. There has definitely been a wide divergence in performance between different retailers, depending on the business model and product category. Sales trends have improved as time has gone along after the initial shock of lockdown. Recent data from the BRC shows that total sales uh, fell 5.9% for the industry in May, compared to being down 19% in April. And if you look at the last three months, food sales have been up nearly 6% on average, while non-food sales have been down 22%, according to the BRC. The short-term winners have definitely been players like the infrastructure players, uh, Amazon and Argos. The food retailers have done okay, as have the discounters. And DIY and electricals have also benefited. And in fact, anything, to be honest, that's fitness and kids-related The pain has been felt in travel retail, clothing in particular, where sales have been down over 70 percent and big ticket items like furniture and cars. I think from a corporate perspective, the first priority for all companies was to batten down the hatches and preserve cash by cutting costs and capex and increasing financial liquidity by increasing banking facilities and tapping the equity market. If it wasn't for the government support packages, such as the business rate holidays, uh, the job retention scheme and various other loan schemes, many more retailers would have gone into administration in the last couple of months. As it is, plenty of high street names have gone into administration, such as Debenhams, Bright House and Laura Ashley. Admittedly, most of those businesses have been struggling for years and were highly leveraged for weak market positions. The other main challenge the retailers have had is effectively becoming an online retailer overnight, as I've already alluded to. Many have seen their online businesses double, and this has meant they have had to um, put investment into warehousing and distribution. As a result, the costs have shot up in those areas because of social distancing measures have had to be implemented as well. So the industry is now coming to the end of the reactive phase and is moving on to stage two of its survival plan, which is reopening stores profitably. Thanks, Kate. So June the 15th obviously is a key date for the retailers in England and Northern Ireland. And later in June is the anticipated date for Scotland as well and Wales. So, Ben, how do you see the main challenges as the retailers start to reopen stores? 
ironically, those with higher sales densities or smaller stores perhaps face more challenges than, than those with smaller sales densities and, and larger stores. And certainly the return to a more normalised trading level will be a gradual process over the coming months, depending on government advice and how well we control the virus. I think it's fair to say for the first couple of months, most retailers are penciling in sales densities being down sort of 30 to 60 percent below the levels they were prior to COVID. And thereafter, maybe as much as still as being down 10 percent in the, in the following year. Um, on the same basis, elevated online demand is expected to return back closer to the levels it was at prior to COVID as sales switch back to the physical channels. In terms of practical issues, implementing a two-metre social distance rule is far from straightforward. Not all stores are the same shape or size or have the same sales densities. Uh, but at least, you know, for a lot of UK retailers opening on the 15th of June, they will have been able to see how their international peers have been faring or their counterparts in food retail. So some interpretation of government guidelines is obviously needed here and the balance must be struck. But typically retailers will have to limit the number of people in stores at any one time. Uh, they will have to reorganise layouts, introduce one-way flow systems in terms of queues and ensure that there's plenty of contactless payment methods available whilst always maintaining store hygiene at the same time. Um, perhaps the more complicated logistical aspects would be having to tailor ranges. It doesn't really make sense to have slower moving lines on your shelves uh, or in your racks uh, in this environment. Uh, it's more about keeping your best sellers. Um, in terms of the financial issues, there's clearly a need to keep balancing the costs with sales. Uh, predicting how quickly sales will come back is, is pretty much impossible at the moment. So retailers will need to carefully judge which staff to bring back from furlough. Um, having a part-time furlough scheme should help to flex the cost base in the short time for, for many retailers. As such, most retailers are looking at a phased reopening of stores, starting with the selection of sites from the 15th of June. Um, this will enable them to at least test their COVID protocols and take full advantage of uh, June and July's more generous furlough payments uh, before it starts to taper off. Phasing should also help give retailers a chance to see where footfall will come back to and how the profile of demand in terms of peaks and troughs will fare um, at weekends and lunchtimes. Um, experience in Europe suggests that peaks have actually flattened the trade more evenly spread out through the week uh, and with customers shopping less frequently but with bigger basket. And I think it's fair to say or assume that demand is expected to come back quicker at retail park locations rather than shopping centres. Uh, specifically for the clothing retailers, clearing stock will be the priority at the moment. Uh, the timing of the pandemic means that the sector has lost the all-important spring-summer selling window. So heavy discounting has already started in anticipation of what will be a bloodbath over the coming months. Some retailers such as M&S, Next and Primark are hibernating stock um, into next year, um, which works for continuity products. But for seasonal lines, this is a more risky strategy, uh, given how fast fashion is these days. Switching to the, re the path to recovery, what will this look like for retailers and how will the industry have to adapt, Kate? 
Yeah, I'll start with the short term and then perhaps, Ben, you can pick up um, the longer term themes. I mean, consumer demand is expected to hold up reasonably well initially. From a demand perspective, we expect those categories that have done relatively well already during lockdown to continue to benefit for the rest of the year. Most consumers will continue to work from home and spend disproportionately more time at home and kids will still need entertaining. Many households which are still in work or on furlough are likely to have more cash and be saving or reducing debt levels. This has certainly been the experience in the US and April's consumer credit flows in the UK from the Bank of England showed that people have been repaying. Retail should also benefit in the short term um, from the shift in household expenditure away from leisure, which typically accounts for about 22% of household expenditure. Leisure activities, pubs and restaurants are still shut for potentially another month until early July. It also looks as if holidays may be off the agenda as well, um, as the government has introduced the 14-day self-isolation quarantine period for anyone coming back into the UK, including UK citizens. So the employed consumer at the moment is probably in pretty good shape for the next couple of months, which should be supportive demand. When stores reopen, the experience certainly has been um, of some pent-up demand, albeit um, offset to an extent by lower capacity and throughput at peak times due to social distancing rules. This has certainly been seen um, in the DIY sector and also by the card retailers when they uh, reopened back at the beginning of June. I think the next stage for survival um, for retailers will be the end of furlough in October. Corporate cash will be particularly tight at that moment in time and the timing of the ending of furlough is far from ideal as far as the sector is concerned. It coincides with the peak working capital for most retailers um, as stock levels tend to be at their highest ahead of the all-important Christmas trading period. So working backwards from there, I think from September, retailers will need to think about um, staffing levels and potential redundancies um, and how many staff they keep um, is dependent on um, the social distancing rules in place at the time. Then retail needs to deliver Christmas. Most retailers will be hoping that the UK has moved to a one metre social distancing rule by then. Otherwise, trying to serve customers through the peak trading Christmas um, period uh, will be difficult. Um, and these vo last minute volumes tend to be very profitable ones as well. It would also be interesting to see if Black Friday is as big a, an event this year as it has been in previous years, as retailers will have to watch their stock levels quite tightly, um, giving the peak working capital and running into Christmas. And certainly we do expect the autumn to remain very promotional because we do believe that sectors such as the clothing sector will still be having to try and clear out stock left over. Ben, do you want to talk about next year? Yes, a uh, challenging retail environment is nothing new for the industry over the last few years. Um, focus has very much been on creating agility, and I think that's perfectly exemplified by Boohoo's test and repeat model, in my opinion. Uh, the structural trends have definitely accelerated, though, throughout lockdown. As we know, there's always been a structural shift online. Um, most traditional retailers' online businesses have at least doubled over the lockdown period. When this is all over, there will have been a land grab, obviously, by online. Uh, the older generation are now using online more and engaging in things such as Zoom chat. Pre-lockdown, online penetration was actually as high as 30% of retail. 
spend and showing signs of maturing with growth slowing to single digit growth. The picture of penetration is likely, however, to be higher as we emerge from lockdown. Um, there's clearly going to be a seismic change in the property market. Retailers have been forced to rethink about the composition of uh, estates. Many stores may not even reopen. Lower footfall surely has to mean lower rents going forward. Apparently, only a third of retailers paid their quarterly rents in March. Uh, British Land actually reported that it only collected 40% of the rents due between the beginning of March and the end of April. So I think, you know, again, with independents and department stores likely to fall out of the market, you will see wholesale brands needing to think increasingly about doing more online as their natural channel of choice. And with this, you may start to see brands taking back control. Um, importantly, there will be strong relationships between partnerships, between brands and retailers, for example, between someone like JD Sports and Nike and Adidas, or Rolex with watches in Switzerland. Um, but generally, there will be a continued theme of market consolidation. More distressed retailers will fall into administration. M&A opportunities are bound to come up with some players after brands and attractive customer bases. We've already seen Boohoo raise money uh, specifically to look for M&A opportunities and people such as Next are already moving into areas such as health and beauty. I think a sort of couple of final points is that you will see business models change. There's clearly going to have to be a rethink of supplier bases. You may start to see that lead times need to reduce. Back to my point on agility earlier, the retailers who have suffered the most, particularly in clothing, have been those who buy with longer lead times. And yes, there is a benefit to buying in bulk with higher bought-in margin, but that's no good if you're having to mark everything down. Uh, and finally, there will be, I think, more investment into digital data. Uh, increasingly, as online sales have become a major part of retailer, more data is available on customers' buying behaviours. Therefore, retailers are increasingly focusing on what is known as customer lifetime value. And to increase that, that requires reducing customer churn. So it's going to be a tough few years, um, Nicola, for the sector, without doubt. But don't write retail off, I think, is our message. The attributes that make a successful retailer in our minds have stood the test of time. They are to understand your customer and stay relevant by creating a differentiated and inspiring offer. What has changed is the method of delivery and how demanding customers have become. Thanks, Ben. And Kate, too. Um, we've had some exceptional insight there into the retail sector. Thank you for joining the Investec consumer team today and goodbye.